Part 1. Winter Solstice Song of Failure in Lakota A wolf, I considered myself, but the owls are hooting, and the night, I fear. 1974 Don't be afraid of the dark, my father had often said, with that paternal tone of certainty that made a five-year-old feel more secure. There's no such thing as monsters. When I peered from my mother's arms over her shoulder into the night's impenetrable new moon blackness, I no longer believed him. The air's frigid bite stung my eyes, and I blinked, fighting off the illusion of blindness it cast. Perhaps, according to my father's claims, evil entities did not lurk in the depths of my closet or in the dark corners of the fruit cellar, but here, Along the deserted country road, the darkness itself was the monster. Pressing down around us, it erased everything, leaving only a stifling black void. Impaired by thick mittens, my little fingers fumbled to clutch my mother's neck tighter. My rapid breaths clung as frost crystals to my scarf's knitted yarn. I spoke in a whisper so faint it resembled thought more than voice. Mommy, I can't see. Less afraid of the lightless space behind my lids than the night surrounding us, I shut my eyes and heard the dry snow crunch under her heavy boots as she turned in her tracks. Look, she urged, in the sky, above the trees. From behind the coils of wool scarf, I lifted my chin and peeked timidly through half-open slits. Grazing the treetops of a distant pine grove, the horizon danced with a curtain of undulating light. Waves of color, red, gold, blue, and green, pulsated, expanding outwards across the December sky, like a vibrant patch of some future day impatiently anticipating its arrival. Light currents flowed, nudging the edges of the present light. The mirage grew larger above the frozen landscape until its grandeur captivated me, and I no longer sensed the oppressive darkness at our backs. Wide-eyed with wonder, I felt her breath warm against my cheek. Aurora Borealis, she said. The words were so magical. They danced in my ears like a song, and for a moment, the sea of liquid light swelled, as if drawn closer to the sound of my mother's voice uttering its name. From beneath the celestial intersection, we watched as the luminosity flowed south, penetrating further into the darkness. In the time of the ghost dance, Lakota warriors had once transformed the great lights into symbol, adorning their shirts with the fiery waves. On this night, nearly a century later, my memory became the collective surface on which the aurora's powerful beauty was being painted. As quickly as the waves had moved forward, they receded, diminishing until, at last, the light existed only as a thin red thread across the northern sky. Tempests of dry white snow leaped from the tops of the drifts and danced circles around my mother in the deepening dimness as we walked home, still holding me in her arms. In the years that followed, a monster, the one that even my father feared would find his only child, came for me. As it unleashed the darkest darkness, I found myself calling on strong medicine hidden in my soul. Wrapped in memory like a native winter count, I called on the medicine of Aurora Borealis.